And good morning, friend. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. My friend, I hope you have been enjoying our series on Just Let God Love You. And this is a very important message for all of us to not only understand, but to believe and apply in our lives. Now, so many times it's easy for us to try and do a lot when the first thing God wants us to do is actually just receive His love a lot and receive His love every day, every morning afresh. So here is part three of the message, Just Let God Love You. So please listen carefully and enjoy. And if you haven't listened the first two parts first, please go back and listen to those before you listen to this one. Have a wonderful day, friend, and may God bless you. Is it any wonder that 1 Corinthians 13 says that love never fails? Never. Mike, in chapter 7, in verse 9, he said, God's indignation is against me, he said, because I have sinned. But, he said, the Lord is going to plead my cause, and he's going to execute judgment for me, he said, for me. And then he said, light will come unto me, and I shall be, I shall see his righteousness. Micah was down when he said that. He had sinned. But he understood God's love for him. And he said that God is right down here with me. He said, I have sinned, but God is right down here with me. And he said, I'm going to come back. Because he said, the light of love is going to be executed for me. The light of love is going to be executed for me. The light of forgiveness is going to be executed for me. The first thing that the love of God does it guarantees you that God loves you as you are, without strength, while you're yet a sinner. The second thing it does is love you where you are. And the third thing it does is to justify you while you're ungodly, in Romans 4, 5. The next thing it does is to make you righteous apart from the law of works, in Romans 4, 6. The next thing God's love does is sanctify you and make you the... Not only the righteousness, but the redemption and sanctification of God in 1 Corinthians 1.30. The next thing it does, it guarantees you God will never charge you with another sin. And the next thing it does, if you continue to sin, it will discipline you because of love, not outside of love. Do you understand that? The discipline will be because of love to provide and protect and to bless, not Against love. Now, there's a beautiful verse that we've used, but I want to use it in a little different way this morning in Jeremiah 31.3. Jeremiah, when they were worshiping idols, said, God said, I will love, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness I will draw thee. He did not say, I will love you if you get right. He did not say, if you'll stop worshiping idols, I'll love you. He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness I'll draw thee. And again, O Israel, thou virgin, 
anything? Oh, there's so many ifs. There are, there are so many ifs in our love. There are so many ifs in our relationships. There are so many ifs that stop mental and emotional healing and sometimes physical healing. But God didn't say, I love you if. He said, I have loved you while you're out there. Didn't the father love the prodigal while he was out there? Yes, he did. Did the father love the prodigal just as much when he was out in the far country as he did when he was right at home? Yes, he did. The father's love did not change when the prodigal was living in sin. It just waited patiently to give him grace when his volition decided to come back just as he was. And just as he was, he received forgiveness and cleansing and the ring and the shoes and the fatted calf and the robe just as he was. See, there is such an important thing to understand. The greatest ointment that the human race needs with all that's happened to society, with all the depths of sin going on, with all the terrible dysfunctional families and dysfunctional individuals, the greatest thing is to get alone and deal not with your sin, but deal with how much God loves you. And keep right on dealing with how much God loves you. And don't deal with your sin. And God's love deals with the sin. Why? It produces a change. The Holy Spirit sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts in Romans 5.5. 5. And the fruit of the Spirit is love. And the love of God produces. See, when I receive God's love and when I deal with God loving me, then God's disposition takes over. God's temperament comes in. And I don't even realize it, but I'm receiving it and receiving it and receiving it. And his nature comes in. And his nature begins to commune. And his nature fellowships. And of course, that nature doesn't sin. That nature doesn't have to sin because it's, it's God's nature. So, when it says that we walked in times past according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the attitude of wrath that worketh in the children of disobedience, but then it says, wherein his great love, wherein he loved us, he was rich in mercy, rich in grace, and his great love wherein he loved us. You see, the change was this. We were walking according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to children of disobedience. That's where we were. But God, who was rich in mercy, wherein his great love loved us in those three states. See, it's getting to know how much we were loved that saved us by grace through faith and brought Jesus Christ into our lives with the love of the Father and the love of the Son and the love of the Spirit internalized and personalized. 
You see, when the liquid waves of love live every day in the cells of your body, in your... See, it's not human emotion. It's divine love. You say, but I don't feel I've done right. Then just accept love when you did wrong. You see, I don't feel spiritual. Then accept love when you don't feel anything. Just receive God's love. And God's love will produce not only love, but joy and peace and long-suffering and patience and divine goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and meekness and temperance. Now, I want to close with this. Matthew 11, Jesus said this. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give thee rest. Watch this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, For I am lowly in heart, and my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Do you know what the yoke is? I'll tell you what the yoke is. Love. You know what the yoke is? Love. What is take my yoke? Take my love upon you. God is love. First John 4, 10. God is love. First John 4, 18. First John 4, 19. God is love. So the word of God says, take my yoke upon you. Because my yoke is very easy. I guess it is. And learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Where is the Father resting in Stephaniah 317b? In his love. What's the rest that we'll find? In his love. You see it? The Father's resting in his love. So I take the yoke and let Jesus love me and love me first, second, third, fourth, just as I am and, and, and without change. Let him love me. And then it produces a change because of the power of love, the dynamics of love, the faith of love, the mercy of love, the grace of love, the presence of love. So it produces change. And as it produces change... Then I've been healed.